you got so many fans there just in the state of Oklahoma. Um, but that, that Norman town, for me, it was just like the perfect town, you know, like college town, because that's all it was there. OU football. You know, you had a couple of high schools there, you know, obviously people live there, but it was, they should have, they should have, they should rename it to, you know, OU Nation because that's, that's seriously what it is. So no matter where you went, no matter what restaurant you went to, no matter if it was a bar or the store or the gas station, um, you were running, you were running into Sooner fans, you know, people that, that's been there for years and decades and, um, you know, they live and breathe Sooner football, you know, so, um, it's a unique feeling. You have to be a part of it to fully understand it. And, uh, you know, that's why for me, it's my second home. Was AD Adrian Peterson really recently talking about uh, OU and how much Norman means to him? And I think he was back at a home game this year. I don't think he was getting honored or anything. I think someone was telling me that they saw him up in the uh, suite for a game. So I think AD was back as recently as this past year. But uh, rough news today, sad news today. Uh, it's being reported that he's selling his. Offensive Player of the Year Award, Rookie of the Year Award, and a lot of other memorabilia pieces in an estate sale because he's um, in some pretty serious debt right now. D- did you go back and look at most of the uh, things that he has up for auction at this point? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm on page 34 of 39, and it's, I mean, Tyler, it's everything. I mean, it's shirts, it's hats, it's picture frames, it's TV stands. Oh, so it's not just sports stuff. It's like anything he has around. Anything he has around. Pool balls. He's got a bunch of, obviously, some some old OU stuff, uh, a bunch of Viking stuff, but, like, ties and socks and belts and just, I mean – Quite literally, that's sad, man. To hear everything like he's got, like yeah, that, man. it's it's kind of depressing to be honest. And it's like, you know, you you go through this auction and you're like, is this guy gonna have a you know a shirt on his back next time you see him, right? Because it's it's sad. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it it really is. I I thought it, initially it was just um, a bunch of stuff from the NFL, some awards he's won, maybe some game worn gear and some stuff from uh, his time at OU, but if you're telling me that there's, like, ties and shirts and, what do you say, pool balls are in there as well? Yeah. Like that's that, – that, that, I mean, that just shows – that, and... that shows the severity of it and how, how, how bad it is. So, yikes, man. Yeah, it's it's ugly. Old, old headbands. You can tell there's a lot of, like, former just, like, memorabilia. Like, he's got a lot – like, I think he's got a bunch of, like – Adidas headbands that I'm sure they just sent him cases of because he was signed to Adidas. He's got, uh, like, I mean, just I wish I could I wish I could go through it all. But bow ties, cufflinks, um, a, 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 looks like a uh, some workout gear. Like I don't know what he's gonna have. Yeah. Well, it's just such a sad ending for a career that's been nothing but outstanding. Like he was, he was the number one player coming out of Palestine, Texas, and that was. I mean, recruiting was was still a big thing then, but it, it's really a big thing now. The, the the point, like, he still had all this pressure on him 
coming out of Palestine, Texas, like all the hype that surrounded him. Man, in my lifetime, and I'm only 34 years old, but in my lifetime, I cannot remember another OU freshman that had more hype and more buzz than AD going into his freshman year. I mean, you, you were getting reports, updates from from every single practice. You expected him to play right away. He had all of this incredible um, expectation surrounding his career. And Travis, he lived up to those, and he lived up yeah. to those as a true freshman. The guy arguably should have won the Heisman Trophy as a true freshman. So he was the number one player. He exceeded those expectations as a freshman. Uh, he was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Great years with the Minnesota Vikings. Going to be an NFL Hall of Famer someday. Like With all of those expectations and pressure he had on his career, time and time again, even after a serious injury, he'd come back and have an amazing year. It's just sad to see that financially it's in this shape when on the field it was it was spectacular. Yeah, I mean, on this one page, you see his Walter Payton 2012 Man of the Year Award. You see his Henry P. Ibo Award. You see his NFL Top 100 Award. You see his Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, everything. His ESPYs, they're all on there. Yeah. And, and, and you're right, I mean... It's it's really a cautionary tale, right? You can be incredible at what you do. You just, I mean, you got to keep your finances in order. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I know he he had one major poor investment um, with some with some buddies of his that ended up going under in a in a pretty serious way to the tune of uh, like eight figures. And you know, you see these contract numbers, well, a little bit, it's got to go to your agent, you know, you start buying up houses, you start, you know, you've got a bunch of kids, you've got, it just, the money leaves you very quickly. Yeah, well, in, in terms of his OU legacy, like, I don't think that this changes anything whatsoever, that's still the best OU running back of, of my lifetime, man, and it's going to take someone yeah. truly special, I mean, really, just an amazing player, an amazing career, to outdo what AD did, and and AD in 05, he was banged up a couple of games. 06, he missed several games after what was that a collarbone injury that he had. He only played three years. He wasn't a four year player, and some of that time was missed due to injury. Like as amazing as his career was, if he stays healthy throughout even that, throughout those three years, who knows what the numbers look like today, man? But just from a pure talent aspect. Everyone that saw him play, we, we all knew what we were watching at that time. I mean, o, OU had just, they were a team coming off a national championship berth with a Heisman Trophy winner. Yet as a freshman with guys like Jason White, Mark Clayton, and other stars on that offense, AD was arguably the biggest star on that OU team as a true freshman. It's insane. Well, and be, me being a Vikings fan, it's on the the day he got drafted to us is on probably my top five moments in my sports life because I knew how good he was and I knew that I was going to be able to root for this guy on my team for the you know the the future and like you said he didn't disappoint right he still holds the single game rushing record which of course we have both in college and pro uh, at Oklahoma yep uh, I mean still still holds that I mean comes back he's the new standard of coming back from that ACL and I mean he was 9 yards short of the single season record it's it's pretty wild there are arguments that 
and I know Barry Sanders is up there and, and, and others, but you could make compelling arguments that as far as production goes over like the meat of your career, that Adrian Peterson is the best running back of all time. I mean, maybe, man. To go through a serious knee injury like that as a running back and come back with that the year after that is it's one of the more impressive physical feats that we've seen from an NFL player, I think, in the past 30 years or so, maybe even longer. Yeah, He's insane, and- man. I mean, he is a guy that's and, – and everything you heard about AD, too, is that he, he loved to practice. He, he, didn't mind, yeah. he didn't mind working hard. Uh, you always hear the story – about the person that's got all the God-given talent in the world, but they just don't want it. They don't want to work hard. They're not the hardest-working guy in the building or anything like that. They let that talent go to waste. Not AD, man. AD was the guy that was the mix of incredible God-given talent, and it sounded like he worked harder than anyone else. And that's, that's, that's the product that you got. One of the best of all time, if not the best. Yeah, and yeah, and I think I... I don't know if I misspoke, but Eric in the OC says, AD does not own OU season game rushing record, does he? Oh, Samaje Piran broke it yeah. versus KU. Yeah, I was talking the NFL single Correct. game rushing record is Adrian Peterson at 296. Um, but, I mean, a lot of people on the text line are asking about it. What if he just can he just join the staff? <laughs> <laughs> Make a spot for him. Uh, can you imagine a running back coach DeMarco Murray, assistant running back coach Adrian Peterson? He did coach uh, one of the teams in the spring game a few years ago, didn't he? Yeah. He and like uh who who was it? Was AD and Trent Williams the two coaches in the spring game? Like four that sounds right. four or five years ago. So he's got head coaching experience. Bring bring him on to the staff. I I think having him as a uh, you know, as as an offensive analyst, maybe maybe that's how you, you work out some type of compensation to help him out financially, as long as he, you know, agrees to be an offensive analyst for the next five years. <laughs> yeah, um, man, like what's the and this is to the text line as well. Like AD had an incredible OU career. Like what's the what's the first game that comes to mind when you think of AD? I'll, I'll tell you where my mind initially goes. My mind initially goes to that 4 season when he was a Heisman Trophy finalist and that game that he had against Oklahoma State in Stillwater where he ran wild. Yeah, the OSU game was going to be what, what I picked. Just even looking back, like that, that one spin, that one spin that he had I think is so iconic. It looks like, I mean, he hit that spin move and it looked like he gained 10 yards <laughs> while he was spinning. I know. Uh, it was like he teleported I mean, or something after that spin move. 249 yards that day. I mean, just the – it's funny because I think, I think you put it up – did you put it up on the KREF page, like yep. a highlight package of him recently? Well, because Saturday was 28 Saturdays until right, uh, right, 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 kickoff. Right. So I, I did his stats in the two games that he played against OSU and they were quite gaudy. In, uh, well, the, 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 yeah, the video package you put up. I almost like, I almost commented like everybody just needs to fast forward to this particular run because it was that, it was, it was that spin and I was like, oh, it's just it, it, it defied physics. So in two games against uh, OSU, oh four and oh five, he he didn't play in oh six. He was he was injured. Eighty rushed for four hundred and eighty six yards and three touchdowns, uh, three touchdowns in two games against Oklahoma State. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were quite pleased when he entered his name into the NFL draft. I bet. 
Yeah, I bet. I can't even imagine if he would have come back. Uh, this is a good one from the 405, and this would probably be second for me. That 04 Texas game where he had that uh, big – like OU's right around the goal line, and he gets to the outside, and he has that big run that gets OU out to midfield. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of his his first big runs. In, in a game like that, it was like, oh, yeah, okay. You definitely got something here with this guy, AD. Let's go. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. You get him on the staff. That's going to be tough when uh, DeMarco Murray and Adrian Peterson walk into a living room in uh, in Texas saying, hey, we want your boy to come play for us. Lost City Sooner says the first big game he had against Texas as a freshman, stretch play off the right side, went for like 45 yards out of our end zone, ran for like over 200 yards that day. 404, Travis, cover your ears for this one. AD should have won a Super Bowl if Favre wasn't a chump. Yeah. Yeah. If the Saints weren't cheaters. Yeah, I like uh, that one too. Yeah, that's that's what I'll say. But the uh, I'm, I'm thinking in this little 918 uh, hate as well, or 918-friendly uh, fire, but that run against Tulsa as oh, well, yes. where yes. he's running backwards, <laughs> yeah. essentially. Like he trucks the dude, and then – He's getting pulled down and just basically backpedals for 41 yards. That was incredible. Well, and that wasn't a garbage time carry either in a game against Tulsa. I think the score was 17-15 at that point in the game, late in the fourth quarter. Like, oh, you kind of needed to score there to put the game away, or you don't want Tulsa with with the ball and a chance to win on your home field. And he was the definition of put the team on my back that day. He put the team on his back on that run. One of the most impressive runs he ever had, but he scores a touchdown on that and puts it away. But, yeah, that's that's another really good one, too. Yeah, it's it, – I might uh, – I mean, it's not like he didn't die or anything. He's just having tough financial problems. But I do kind of want to watch some Adrian Peterson highlights when we get off air. Yeah, well, just watch the uh, 04 and 05 Oklahoma State games, and that's basically what those two games are, Adrian Peterson highlight packages. Well, and – that and then the highlights, like his NFL highlights, I mean, I get to double dip, right? Because I get to watch a bunch of Vikings games. And, yes, that is correct from the text line. Letting Adrian Peterson's prime get away without a Super Bowl. If we weren't going to win one then, I'm not sure if we yeah. ever will. Well, and, and like it's funny that you bring that up um, when he was with the Vikings because like in my, in my lifetime – I can remember, what, like three different OU players to where, like, they're, they're, it's a mixed bag around here with NFL teams. Cowboys fans, new Chiefs fans now, but it's kind of yeah. spread out, and there's a lot of OU fans that, yeah, I don't really have an NFL team. I just kind of follow the, the, the XOU guys in the NFL. But Adrian Peterson was one of the few that really turned a lot of OU fans into Vikings fans. Like, so much so that you would see restaurants around town with Vikings gear on the walls or Vikings watch party somewhere. Uh, Adrian Peterson has done that. Baker did that with the Browns. Sam did that a little bit with the Rams. But I don't know if I can think of anyone else that's, like, transformed a lot of OU fans into a certain NFL team quite like AD did with the Vikings and and Baker did with the Browns. I think if Kyler would have been – Years removed from Baker, it might have been a bit more noticeable because I do I do 
think a lot of people started cheering for Arizona when they drafted him because yeah. they were big Kyler fans. But I think the fact that it was so close to Baker, I think a lot of those people were still, you know, kind of all in on Baker's really good season that, you know, year he was having with Cleveland. But, no, it, it's funny because being, you know, living in Oklahoma for so long, me wearing Viking stuff around or me going to bars, you know, you know, in my in my early 20s wearing all my Viking stuff, everybody thought that I just – Oh, so you're a fan because Adrian Peterson, right? I'm like, no, unfortunately, I've had this curse my entire life. I was born with this curse. But it's it's funny because I would get it all the time. And it would just be, oh, no, Adrian, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan because of Adrian. I'm like, no, 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 no. Welcome to the team. We need all the fans we can get. But, uh, no, we were just we were just blessed to have him. Him and old Phil Lodeholt. Yep. Uh, yeah, C- crazy. Cr- really good Vikings teams uh, during that time. And Garrett Hartley, the former Sooner, had to break your heart in the NFC Championship game. A lot, lot, lot of uh, former OU players in that NFC title game. Yeah, there were. And Brett Favre had to ruin it. Had to ruin it for Minnesota. They, throwing across his body. Everybody says not to do that. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of text to get to, and yet more college football as well. We'll do it next right here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. I'm calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck. We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. There's something in here we got to talk about, isn't there? All right, there's been a lot of people pursuing you. What were your two or three final choices? Uh, Miami, OU. USC. All right, here we go. Pull it out of here, man, and tell us who you're going to play for. Bettini, University of Oklahoma. That's what it sounded like when AD committed to OU inside the Alamo Dome, committed to OU over Miami and USC. What's the story that... Coach O tried to get his father moved from the uh, prison facility that he was at in Texas all the way out to Los Angeles so he could be closer to his dad. Yep, that's that's uh, that was the move. But, hey, you know, it's college football recruiting. And let me tell you, Adrian was worth it. Yes. <laughs> was was yes, worth was. the trouble. Well, and I, I just asked the text line, like, what was the most memorable game that he had in his career? No one brought this up. I just randomly thought of an incredibly savage moment that AD had at OU. So his sophomore year in 05, I think he had missed one, two games, whatever it was. But do you remember when he comes back from injury at Nebraska and he has the, I'm back, on the back plate and then rushes for a ton of yards and helps OU win in Lincoln that day? Yeah. Pretty awesome. That That is... I don't know if that's under the radar or not. Like, nobody said it, and I forgot about it initially, but that's that's a pretty savage move. If, Put that if, on. If Ed O knew what he knows now about Adrian Peterson, he probably wouldn't have tried to get his dad transferred. He probably would have tried to break him out. <laughs> for, for some reason, I think Coach O could probably do that. Break someone <laughs> out of prison. If, if we were to rank... Top five. Hey, there's a prison file in the cake that I put in here. <laughs> that could get that could break you out of prison. Edo would absolutely be in that top five. Edo would uh, break you out and get a prison tat all at the same time. He'd he'd leave he'd leave with some ink. I think <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
talking about AD being one of those players that he goes to the NFL and there's a lot of OU fans are like, all right, I'm kind of a Vikings fan from, from here on out. Baker did that with the Browns. This text from the 405 says, I have a Browns sweatshirt that I will never wear again. And I bet there's a lot of people like that. You know, maybe there's some team's memorabilia that's like, all right, well, he's not there anymore, but at least it's a cool hoodie. At least it's a cool shirt. Like The Browns colors are so ugly. It'd be like, what the hell do I do with this thing now? This right, is not right. cool at all. I, I guess uh, throw this well, away, donate it. What do I do? Well, and it's different if it had ended differently, right? Now, if if it wouldn't have gone down like it did in Cleveland, how they absolutely screwed him because he played hurt, and then they went out and signed a, a serial groper, like <laughs> I, th- I think it would be a little bit different. But I know Browns fans that don't even <laughs> that don't even like the Browns anymore because of the way that situation was handled. So. Yeah, tough luck on that Browns gear. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe throw it in in, uh, in Adrian's auction, see if you can get a couple bucks for it. Dave from Norman says, I'm all for bringing back former players into the coaching staff, but if OU did that, I hope he would actually want to coach and not just collect a charity paycheck. I mean, if O.J. Simpson can make a decent enough living post-killing two people, then I think A.D. is marketable enough. Dave, that did not go the way I thought it was going to. Yeah, towards that, the tail end. Huh? huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely a plot twist there. But no, I think, I think he's your. I mean, yeah, you can do some coaching with him, no doubt. You can't. He's not going to be able to coach somebody just like Dion can't coach somebody to to play defensive back like he did because so much of that was just, just athleticism and God given talent. Like Adrian has a lot of that that you're not going to be able to teach. But I do think that, you know, the value of having him there, I think might inspire some kids in a different way but Tyler, the reason i want him there is so him and demarco murray can march into a living room you know during an official visit or during a home visit and basically guarantee that that kid's going to come play running back at oklahoma because that duo could close on anybody what was uh what was vince young doing at tech remember when he got a job there it was it was released how much money he was making was he doing anything but just being yeah. vince young is that it yeah, i don't i don't think he had a he didn't have an on-field role. I forget what – they make up all kinds of crap over there. He was probably the, the new minister of culture since, uh, uh, since you know, McConaughey's teaching a class now at the, at the film school. <laughs> so they probably needed a new minister of culture and decided that Vince Young was the one that should be the minister of culture. There you go. Adrian Peterson, minister of, uh, minister of culture or something. I don't know. I mean, there you go. Something. 405 says, do like I did with my puffy jacket – Cover the Browns logo with black duct tape. Hey, I mean, there you go. It's just You'd a work. it's just a Browns helmet, right? That's just the logo, duct tape, and on 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 with your life. Yeah, I mean, maybe a good layering piece. If it's orange, which God, I hope you didn't buy anything orange, but you could wear it hunting, maybe. Uh, Four hundred five is a Bears fan. My favorite AD memory is still my first live Bears game. When he was a rookie and broke the all-purpose yards record playing for the Vikings. We came back to tie the game only for him to return the next kickoff 50-plus yards and then kick the game-winning field goal. I was in the midst of a sea of sad Bears fans, and I couldn't help but smile. Yeah, it was funny when they let when the Vikings were just like, eh, screw it, let him return kicks. Can you imagine like, that now, man? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, it was... I mean, you're, DeMarco used to return kicks, and it's like, and it's just so funny now. Like we we don't 
we don't want that to happen. People don't want that to happen. But I just remember when the Vikings did it, and I was like, Adrian Peterson back there? What's, wait a minute. And he, he was good. He was good. That, whatever you could do to get the ball in that guy's hands, do it. I think he even did that a little bit at OU, uh, returning kicks from time to time, I think. Danny Boomer says AD can teach handshaking 101 at OU. <laughs> I think I have that audio clip in here somewhere, but apparently AD's handshake is like anything that you've ever felt in your life. Oh, it's incredible. I, I, I shook his hand down in uh, New Orleans uh, after the uh, Sugar Bowl. Apparently, like, you better, you, you better be ready. Like, you, no, I, you better be I had ready. heard stories about it, so I came correct. <laughs> uh, it, it, I ran into him and Phil Lodholt uh, after the game on Bourbon Street. And, of course, Phil stands out like a sore thumb because he's massive. So I first approached him, and he's like, oh, Adrian's over there. I was like, because Phil was on a, like, on a contract here, and I was like, Man, you got to give us the hometown discount and stay in Minnesota. I was trying to, I was trying to negotiate Phil Lodeholt's return to Minnesota while Adrian Peterson was off, uh, you know, shaking hands or breaking hands, probably. <laughs> Not only does Big Rich in OKC says this, it's with all caps. Hey, just wear your Browns gear when you go get a massage. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe that's maybe that's the the trick, man. Um, that's the password. I, there, there's a lot of text in here about AD joining the staff to help him out financially. I don't know this. Like it, it's too soon to have asked anyone. My guess would be is that I, I, initially you probably wouldn't see Adrian Peterson on the staff. That, that's, just a, that's just a guess for me. Maybe it'll happen yeah. someday, but I, I wouldn't think that that would be something that would happen in the next year or two. No, I could see because he's going to still try and play. I mean, he's still trying to. I think he's in talks with Tennessee and maybe Seattle. Like he's still trying to play. And and let me tell you, if there is a guy at his age that can play running back in the NFL, it's Adrian Peterson. There's no doubt. But it, that's what was funny when he was like, I think he was like 30, and he owns he owned that gym in Houston. And there were people asking, so you know, uh, what do you think? You know, you've had some injuries in your career. You know, this that and the other, and. He goes, well, you know, at my gym in Houston, I train with three of the running backs that are supposed to go in the first two rounds, and I'm, I can still jump higher and run faster and lift more than them, so I think I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, he's still fine. Don't worry about Arlington it. Arlington Renegades franchise running back Adrian Peterson. How about oh, that? Oh, my gosh. He can so, carry hey, the rock till he's uh, 52. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we, You guys have got to ask Bob about that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bob, you looking to sign uh, AD, huh? Uh, you know, sign into a 10-year deal? Break all the uh, league records that will never be touched again? <laughs> that what do would you think? be amazing. Uh, and, let's be honest, it would sell tickets. Uh, yeah, it probably would, honestly. And they're in the ticket-selling business, so absolutely. Him, him, and, him and Bob reunited? Oh, man, that'd then, be great. Then he arm wrestles The Rock at halftime on uh, live TV. <laughs> be fascinating. Mike Howard says, for Christmas back then, I asked my wife for a Vikings 80 jersey. She asked if I wanted white or purple, and I said I wanted purple because it wouldn't show dirt and would go best with my jeans. So for Christmas, I get an autographed jersey in a shadow box. I just wanted one to wear. Can't bring myself to break it out. My wife rocks. Yeah, Mike, I think you got the better end of that deal for sure. The autographed version of that to hang on the wall, that's, that's pretty sweet. Yep, yep. I've uh, I've got one of those uh, as well, and now not in a million years I would break it out. But to be fair, I do have 
lots of Minnesota jerseys, and I do have a purple Peterson jersey, so I didn't have to worry about that. Also, Mike, thank you for saying AD, and it's one of my biggest OU pet peeves of all. The the guy, some people say he should have won the Heisman as a as a freshman at OU. He's he he'll be in the College Football Hall of Fame most likely someday. He'll be in the NFL Hall of Fame. This is not some jag running back, Travis. He's one of the best, greatest running backs of this generation. Can we get his nickname right, please? It's not that hard. It's AD. It's not AP. It's just just people being so lazy. God, it still annoys me. Not everybody's nickname is their initials. AD, all day. It's pretty simple. It's not, that, that's not one of the more difficult ones to get right. I, I, I don't. There's not a whole lot of ads out there like Anthony Davis. I guess some people call him AD, right? But geez, he's the brow as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But no, I, I I totally agree, and that's that's the best way to pick a fight on Twitter, is when these people, even if they're complimenting him, they'd be like, AP is the greatest running back in history, and OU fans still get mad. As they should, man. I love it. It's annoying. Put some respect on his name. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, we'll hit more OU coming up next. You know what we do right here on The Ref. Covers your team like The Ref. If it's Sooner news and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. The OU women's basketball squad wraps up their home schedule with huge rivalry matchups against Oklahoma State and Texas. Join us at the LNC on Friday, February 24th and 28th for the women's hoops editions of Bedlam and the Red River Rivalry. Tickets for each game start at just 10 bucks, or pick up a rivalry pack and get a reserve level ticket to both games for just $15. Visit Soonersports.com slash tickets for more information and to get your rivalry pack today. The Ref is the home of Sooner fans and the home of Sooner Diamond Sports this spring. From Patty Squad in search of another natty. There, but first, OU Women's Hoops got another impressive win last night. 95-87 win on the road at Cincinnati. OU leads the Big 12 standings by a game. They'll play Oklahoma State on Saturday in Norman. Then they got a home game with Texas coming up. I gotta think Jenny Baranchek's in really good shape to win Big Twelve Coach of the Year, right? Like, not that they were oh. picked twelfth in the league or anything like that, but with how the non-conference started and where they're at now, I would think she's the front runner, right? Yeah, she's got to be. She's got to be, and it would. I mean, if you win the league, what, what's the argument against? What's the argument against her, yeah. or what's the argument for anybody else? Yeah, like sometimes if someone is such an overwhelming favorite and they win the league, they'll they'll give it to someone else. But I don't think that that was the case for OU entering no. the season. Absolutely not. And again, Absolutely it might not. be the best in-season turnaround that we've seen in women's college basketball this year. Maybe just college basketball. Period. Again, they lost a Southern at home three days before Christmas. Yeah, the uh, the trajectory of the uh, results, at least of the basketball teams, look like an X. Right now, seriously, <laughs> I'm man, not good. But hey, got an opportunity to 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 still finish the season strong. So hopefully, uh, Jenny and Porter are uh, putting their heads together. Nine one eight. It says if you say AP, you are not a serious Sooners fan. Seven one five says I'm a Minnesota native and stupidly called him AP when I moved to Broken Arrow as a kid. 
and was quickly put in my place about calling him AD. Yeah. As you should have been. As you should have been. And and welcome, you know, fellow Minnesota native to the 918. For well, it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's funny because in interviews he said, "Oh, you know, AP, like it's fine." Like but all of us are like, "No, he's just being nice." It's fine, but it's not preferred. It's not his actual nickname. They're his initials. That's like, you don't call, you know, Kyler KM. You don't call Baker BM. You don't call Jalen JH. Like, stop being lazy. Use his actual given nickname. 405 says, I was on the OU staff in 05 and 06, and when AD was a sophomore and junior, he did return kickoffs a few times, had a couple of long ones too. Right. Did he have a one a, a nice kickoff return against like Texas in 06, If that texture is still listening, uh, let, let us know four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. My nerd brain uh, needs to know that for sure before we get out of here today. <laughs> yeah, so I'm surprised help, you didn't know it. If you could help a guy out, that would be uh, that'd be really really appreciated. Uh, now we went down uh, every single SEC team on the schedule that that OU has for 2024. Who did you think that we were the most glowing about? Or who do you think, like, don't evaluate it in terms of, well, you get this team at home or you get this team on the road. Who do you think is just the single best team that OU is going to face this year in the SEC? The single best team? Oh, boy. Because I don't know if there's one that stands out to me. Like, I I, would have said Bama. Well, and, Two months and I ago, still, right? I, and I still might say Bama. It's uh, – Kalen DeBoer, he's not saving, but he's won a lot of games. And he's got more talent now than what he had at Washington, and he just took Washington to the national championship. So I think I'm still going to say Bama, man. The only the, – the thing that's tough for me is – like, and, and not even trying to look at it from – the aspect that Saban's gone, but losing Caleb Downs is a big deal, man. Um, they lost Isaiah yeah. Ball. Like, they lost some talent. Does that mean that they can still be the most talented team you play? To your point, yeah, maybe. But I just it, – it's going to be a difficult schedule for sure. There's no doubt. But at the same time, when we evaluated all these teams, I didn't see a perfect football team on this schedule. I, I, I see some really good teams on here, but I still see some teams – with some flaws and maybe even some noticeable flaws heading into the season with, with everyone that we mentioned. Yeah, it's essentially Georgia seems like the only team in the SEC, to me at least, Yeah, that's like, okay, that's the one where it's like the far and away, you ask 100 Sooner fans, 100 Sooner fans would say Georgia if they were on our on our schedule. With our schedule right now, I, be, I bet there's some out there that would say LSU on the road. Maybe. I bet, you know – some people might see what Ole Miss did in the portal and say Ole Miss. Like, but you're right. There's no clear-cut answer on it, and I think it's just going to be fascinating to watch Alabama this year, man. It's going to be fascinating, and I think it's going to be fascinating to see what Texas's defense does on that interior because I think they're going to fold. The the fun thing to to think about for a while now since we kind of learned about the SEC move is all the opposing fans and the better home games. Whatever happens to Alabama this year, good, bad, in between, it's not going to affect – I mean, maybe a little bit, but they're still going to bring a ton of fans to Norman this year. 
We, we, we know that. Oh, for sure. It's not oh, going to be like sure. Kansas bringing in 45 fans to a Saturday game. Alabama fans will still roll up here, and they'll start getting here by probably Wednesday. Wednesday well, game part, part of the reason for that is because they've had, like like anything, like, like we're seeing with the Chiefs, there are a ton of national bandwagon Alabama fans. And Oklahoma is going to be closer than Tuscaloosa for a lot of them because they're national. So that's what happens when you get a program that's been dominant for 15 years. You get a lot of people that are just happen to be Alabama fans because they, they're they casual fans and they like seeing them. Those people will show up in Norman. Yeah, they will. Um, which I guess FanDuel probably told us who the most talented or the best team OU is going to play this year. They do have... OU is a ten and a half point dog. In case you missed it, to uh, Texas, ridiculous. I don't know when that was released. I just saw it for the first time today, and I'm still like, dang. Texas is I, a ten and a half point favorite over OU. No I can't way. wait to bet on that. I need I need to bet on that quickly. You gonna do it as soon as the show's over? I mean, Kansas ain't that far away from me up in Tulsa, man. Yeah, just take a just take a drive up there, up to north of the border. Over under is sixty and a half. Texas a ten and a half point favorite on FanDuel right now. Release some some early lines. Fascinating. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll close things up. Coming up next, right here on the ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439.